Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the letter that the Spirit led Paul to write to the church in Ephesus, the Ephesians. And we've just completed the third chapter, the six chapters in this letter. The first three chapters uh, tell us just profound, profound details and insight into who the Most High God is, what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us, and who we are in and through them, shall we say. Uh, three chapters which I believe that you can read, that you can examine, that you can study repeatedly for the balance of your life and still see truths from. I mean, they're so, so, so important. And the reason I want to sort of reiterate that is because we're beginning with the fourth chapter of Ephesians now. And the first word of the first verse is, therefore. Okay, depends on what translation you're reading. I'm reading from the New American Standard. It says, therefore, I, King James ESV, say, I, therefore. Paul is doing this. He's saying, in light of, in light of what I have just said, in light of what I've been sharing right here, there's some things that need to happen. So it's in light of everything that has been said here in the first three chapters that Paul moves on. Chapters 4, 5, and 6 show us how to live out the life that we have received by the grace of the Lord and by the mercy of the Lord. So listen to these first three verses. Uh, I'll read them all, then we'll go back and examine them a little bit as we go through. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Boy, there's so much right here, okay? So look at just the uh, directives, the details that he gives us start with, he d reminds them that he's a prisoner of the Lord, okay? <laughs> he's in prison at this time. And so, uh, you know, sometimes when people give you instructions or com commandments or insights, sometimes our uh, dander will sort of get up, will go, oh, what right do they have to say anything about this? You know, they don't really know what I'm going through, all that song and dance. Uh, he's just reminding them, hey, remember, I'm the prisoner of the Lord. Let me share some things. He said, I implore you, I beseech you, the King James says, the Lexham says, I exhort you. Uh, the English standard says, I urge you. And that's, that's the idea of, of imploring, I urge you. And he's urging them. He's not sitting there thumping them over the head and, you know, commanding with this nasty attitude and all this. No, he says, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Those who are true believers have been called by the Most High God. We have been chosen. We have been elect. We have been predestined. All these terms are used by the Lord for believers. And he says, you need to walk in a manner worthy of that calling. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, titles that's often used for the last half of Ephesians is how do you walk the walk you talk? <laughs> in other words, how do you walk this out? And he's imploring them. He says, I, I, I urge you, to walk in a manner worthy. 
and just think about what he's revealed in the first three chapters about the calling, about who we are in the Lord, what he has revealed in the midst of all this. And in light of that, there is a, a, a walk. Now, he's going to give details. As a matter of fact, he moves right into it in the second verse. So I urge you, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you've been called, verse 2, with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Remember how uh, first of the, of the letter we saw a lot of things of in love, in love, in love. Well, that's what we're seeing here. He is showing us how we are to relate to one another with all humility. The idea behind humility, uh, humility is a lowliness of mind, uh, a self-abasement that is correct, not this false self-abasement that you'll so often see in the world and sadly even within the professing body of Christ, but an awareness of who we are without the Lord and who we are related to one another. Okay, it's not a false type of thing, not a false humility, but he says, I want you to walk with one another in all humility. And then he says, with <clears throat> gentleness. I think one translation, yeah, King James calls it meekness. Okay, And meekness is not weakness. Now, so often we think it is meekness is actually strength under control is the idea. That you're going to handle things, as it's translated here in New American Standard, gently, mildly with consideration for one another. And that's the thing that you see being drawn at the end of this verse right here, that it's all related to how we are treat one another. We're going to walk in humility before one another. We're going to walk in gentleness with one another. The next one, with patience. <laughs> Boy, that's everybody's favorite one, right? <clears throat> patience. It literally is the idea of long-suffering, Okay. Long-suffering, and it ties into the next thing we see with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Uh, the King James says to be forbearing with one another. The ESV says bearing with one another. I like the Lexham, putting up with one another in love. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes we think, well, what do you mean putting up with one another? I thought we are supposed to love one another. We are to love one another. But look what's being said here. What's being said is so often there are things that separate us that should not separate us. Okay, Whether someone wears a hairdo that you like or not should not separate love. Okay, You see what I'm saying? Whether one prefers this color carpet and another prefers another color carpet. We are to be forbearing with one another. Now since we're in, and there's several places in the scripture that say this, since there are several places where we are told to be forbearing, that tells us that there's going to be opportunities for us to be forbearing. There's going to be things that we disagree over. There's going to be personal preferences that each one of us have. But in the midst of those preferences, we need to walk in humility and in gentleness and in patience and being forbearing with one another. And then also be totally aware of giftedness that somebody has. So if somebody comes to me and says, well, what do you think? What's your opinion about how this uh, 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 what kind of, this sanctuary should be uh, decorated? What should the decor be? Don't ask me. You start with, I don't really care. But there's other people who are extremely gifted within that. And their input and their insight is far more valuable 
than what mine would be. And we need to walk in forbearing of one another. And if they choose something that's not my favorite, so what? See? Now, watch how he closes this out in verse 3. Being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We are to be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit. Notice it doesn't say to attain the unity of the Spirit. If we are truly saved, okay, if you're a true believer and you're truly saved, we are by definition unified in the Spirit. Our role is not to attain to that, but is to be diligent to maintain and preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, that there would be peace in the body individually and as a whole. This comes about because we walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which we've been called. And what's that walk? We walk humbly before one another. We walk gently with one another. We are patient with one another. We show forbearance, tolerance. We put up with one another in love because that love is already there. It is the Spirit and the unity of the Spirit. If we do anything to break that, then that is important before the Lord. And he'll talk more about that later. Well, we'll, we'll continue this next time. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you then. Thank you.